G'day everyone and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast presents Film Fiasco. I'm Sean Coates. And uh, it's me, Eric. And Eric, this is our second ever episode of Film Fiasco. First episode we did was on a wretched film called Wish Upon, which you can check out right now. It is fantastic in its own right. Just, uh, just on how to to not make a film. Yeah, it, it, it's what they should play it at film schools for, like how, especially on in horror, to say, yeah. hey, here's what you shouldn't do. There's kind of like there's that school I think somewhere in the US that it's like a I think it's an earth sciences degree, oh. and they watch the core, the yeah. movie The Core, as an example of horrible movie science. <laughs> They should do that with Wish Upon on how not to make a horror film. But so this could also... How not to make a horror film, how not to write a film. In that like, case... Oh, sorry. This would be the perfect example on not how to direct a film. On not it's how so to... tone deaf. And what about not how to write a film either? Because yeah, this is... the writing's pretty atrocious, but just it's just the way it's executed. Like, I, I heard a case where this could, this could be executed into, like, a weird, quirky comedy. Which I, I could possibly see, but just the way that they've done it, it's dead serious and it's just overbearingly serious and just, just I don't know, biz- just it's just it's just bizarre. Yeah, I'm it's like shit happens. It's hilarious, but they just take they just write they write it off as if it was nothing. I'm honestly surprised that this film even got anywhere. Like that, this script, the pitch for this even got approved and somehow yeah. made its way to screenwriting, made its way to pre-production, and somehow. I mean, it did get shelved a little bit because the director went and did another terrible movie and then came back to this <laughs> one and then got fired from an even bigger movie, which we'll get to. But the film in question is 2017's The Book of Henry, directed by uh, Holly, uh, Hollywood-exiled um, Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> this movie got him kicked out of Hollywood big time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I kind of feel sorry for him in a way because oh, he do. went from Safety Not Guaranteed, which is a movie I like, Safety Not Guaranteed is a good little fun American Sundance indie film. But then, too big of a jump too early, going from Safety Not Guaranteed to Jurassic World. Mm. And then he did this crap, which got him fired from episode 9 of Star Wars. I mean, I don't even... Like, the the fact that he, like, stopped on this project to do something else, I mean, just goes to show how he probably didn't really care too much. I mean, I'm no. So I, I've seen interviews. He was very adamant about this film because, really? like, he, he left this film to go do Jurassic World, and then like production of this film stopped so he could come back because he wanted to direct this. Oh, so he was very Jesus adamant Christ. about this film. But honestly, this film should be directed by one Alan Smithy because uh, wh- who would want to put their name? Who would want their name attached to this? Well, apparently he did. I mean. God. All right. Well, could you, d- Eric? Just, y- just a whole bunch of pseudonyms. <laughs> Alan Smithy, the Coen Brothers editing pseudonym. <laughs> all of them. Uh, Peter Andrews. Yeah, that's Peter um. Andrews. Who's that? That's um. That uh, Soderbergh? Soderbergh's editing or cinematographer? Yeah. Cinematographer. <laughs> uh, could you distill the plot of the Book of Henry, like the 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 blurb, the back of the DVD scenario? You mean the blurb how on the, end of the on the back of the audio book? On the back of the audio book of the uh. Book of Henry. <laughs> Or, or the Henry Diaries, as I've been calling it, because yeah. this film is about what is it? Uh, young, uh, young Sheldon. I mean, Hen- young Henry. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a this is a tie into Young Sheldon. This is actually ending to Young Sheldon. So Sheldon dies, and somehow, oh, if Sheldon, somehow he's resurrected. If Sheldon the Big dies, Bang if, if I mean the Young Sheldon or the Big Bang Theory should end with Sheldon being 
you know, if Sheldon gets a brain tumour, if, Shel- if Sheldon gets a brain tumour in the last episode of Big Bang Theory, perfect way to end that series. <laughs> All right, let's let's do a summary. Uh, Book of Henry. Should we should we just give so in this film Henry, who's played by an actor I really like, Jaden Libra, and look, this kid was in Midnight Special, so look, li- mm. lifetime pass from me. So yeah, I don't think the kid's acting was terrible. It's just it's probably it, more this, so the character is so it's bad. The character sucks. The character sucks. The direction is crap. Um, this this a- ambitious film is trying to break the boundaries between. Uh, adults and child, uh, to the extent where the uh, reason the child Henry is a uh, more of an adult than most of the the adults in the film, and uh, uh, but it's also dealing with this sort of strange uh, reimagining of the of the childhood the family unit where it's in, instead of having the patriarchal father, you know the, the whatever the the um, archetype is that you would see in American films usually this is more so. Uh, an inverse of that, where it's the the son is the patriarch over the mum, <laughs> and then once one son's replaced, the other one replaces that son, just because they just treat the mum like shit. It's really weird. Yeah, and she's like a slave to the sons. Like uh, you just have Henry, like oh, son, don't worry, son. The, oh, the, son, little little Jacob Tremblay is neglected so yeah. much in this well, movie. Neglected, Are you kidding me? He's neglected until he d- decides to take the place of Henry and says. It says, don't talk to me like I'm a child. <laughs> we begin this movie with oh, an o- an opening credit sequence. with It's going through pages of what I'm guessing is the titular book of Henry. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of like childlike drawings of like Rube Goldberg-esque contraptions. <laughs> it's like... Oh, there was that terrible <laughs> monologue at the beginning. Yeah, so oh. it's like Henry is like... We're all people. Like it's basically we live in a society. It's practically, <laughs> it's practically Henry doing that. It's like some people are good, but some people are pricks. Some people can oh, surprise God. you, and others can't. And this is all footage where this is all like voiceover while Jacob Tremblay gets tripped on a bus, and yeah, some poor kid on the kid bus gets, gets his head shoved, <laughs> like shoved into a ham a, a jam sandwich. <laughs> and then we, the next thing we see is uh, we're in Henry's class, and they're doing a talk about like. Every kid's coming up and saying what their legacy is. And what this they, one... What they want of their legacy. Yeah, what they want to be remembered for. And this kid says... This first kid comes up and he's like, I want my legacy to be... Like, I want to be the best dodgeball player in the world and yeah. I will inspire other people to be dodgeball. I'll win the gold medal of a dodgeball at the Olympics and I'll inspire others to do that. That will be my legacy. Mm. Then Henry comes up. It's his turn. He absolutely shits on this kid's yeah. dreams. He's it's like, oh, dodgeball's not even an Olympic sport. Like, doesn't mean it's not going to be... A sp- Olympic sport in the future. Then spews These some like little kids. It's spews terrible. some nihilistic existential bullshit. Pseudo intellectual bullshit. It's just I don't even know what to call it. It's like his home brain of philosophy, but it's a bunch of nonsense. Because like, he's like, he starts off cold by saying something along the lines of, "Oh, we shouldn't be worrying about this materialism mm. uh, or whatever. We should be worrying about what matters." Uh, yeah, like, be nice like to the, people. Like be be being nice. We should not worry about the people. In in our in in our um in our lives or something weird like that, both don't really seem to connect well. But what's what's even worse is that he fucking contradicts himself. Like as soon oh. as he as soon as that scene ends, he's just like talking about finances. Gets the car and he's like, "Bum, we need a new car." Yeah. I'm like, what happened to he's the the the, the Attack on materialism. He's doing... <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, like, while waiting for his mum to pick them up from school, he's doing 
like he's yeah. playing the stock market from a payphone on a payphone. Like what the hell? And then and then uh, the mum comes and picks it up. Uh, welcome to the movie, Naomi Watts. Um, <laughs> I don't. Why is she in this movie? Like, I mean, we did wish it. Like, I mean, David, I've this got a feeling she, she had to do this stuff before. Uh, when she got her back on, uh, or got her on Twin Peaks. Well, the here's the thing, um, because Sherilyn Fenn was in Wish Upon, and now we have Naomi Watts in this. I think, I think, you know how there's that thing, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, yeah. where everything leads back to Kevin Bacon. I think for our show, David Lynch is the yeah, thread that's going to connect everything Lynch. in this show. What well, wait? What was? What was the next thing that we were planning on watching? Was it Greatest Ooh, Showman? Oh yeah, well, Greatest should Showman. We, should Ooh. we do? Should we do Six Degrees of Lynch and try and <laughs> find degrees. another? Because we can, we can just pick like a, a Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> That'd be know. amazing if we, if we if we did a Cage film. Because oh, I'm always keen for a Cage. Oh, remember we're gonna do Army of One. Army of One is planned some somewhere down the track, but mm. yeah. But Book of Henry. So then we, so they're driving home, and we get to, we get to hear the first of um, Michael Giacchino, um absolutely rushed. Um, putting a I, score out for this I film. I don't even know if he made any music. It's just like this stuff sounds so stock that he could have just grabbed a bunch of like. This was him fucking around free. for an hour on Garage Band. That's what yeah, this, this was. Yeah, this was him fucking around on Garage Band. Just like, just he's like, a bunch um, of excuse me, um, I, I just finished. I just finished doing Rogue One and I'm um, and Doctor Strange. I'm currently working on the. I had the I had them up earlier and, fuck. <laughs> I, I had the scores that he was working on at the time as well, but he was working on like four or five other bigger projects at the time, and mm. he clearly just... Yeah, he, he didn't have any interest. He, he, mean, he really slept on this one. He collected a paycheck for this. If you already did not like the sounds of, of the ukulele playing, this, you're going to hate it even more, this fucking film. Like, my God. Like, All right. The amount of times where, they, where they, they didn't have to throw music, where they just had to be really cheesy, just like, oh, throw the ukulele track, or throw a ukulele track there. It's like, oh Christ! Yeah, give so me then, a break. So then we get we get to their house, and I mean, for someone for Naomi Watts, for one, a single parent with two children that works as a mm. waitress, this house is way too big. She must have inherited this. Must you need, be like, yeah, I need it's, to hear. It's, it's wish upon case. It she is. Must have yeah, inherited we, the house from a from a richer relative that recently died or something yeah i know but even the house in wish upon we didn't even mention that the original house in wish upon is yeah, still even fine. a very big like two-story yeah. very nice house and they're they're I, crying poverty in that I, movie too i don't know if that's a case of um that just the filmmakers just don't know jack shit about the middle class or is that maybe a lot of people in the middle class just inherited these nice houses from their well families. if that's the case we never hear about naomi watts's ex-husband it, like we have no, no idea where he is in this film we, we need to hear like something of a dead grandmother that they inherited this from or she's actually been you know listening to henry on his yeah, stock market not, advice and she you know got this like, house I'll, I'll give i'll give wish upon some credit like the, the that's family, a first. The fa- <laughs> I gave it some credit before in, in our original <laughs> review, praising it for being a genius in its own right. Uh, I don't remember what what for, but it was there was something good about it. Um, with within all the shit layers of shit that were there, mm. at least in in, in Wish Upon, um, that they, so they have this big house. They 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 originally the, 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 there was um, they seemed to be fine, a steady family. Mm. But then, then things seemed to plummet downwards when the mother died because the father didn't seem to want to work or anything like that and decided to bin scavenge or whatever. There's, there's no 
with with the book of Henry, you don't have a clue how she got the house. No. Um, it looks like she's been a waiter for like all her life or something yeah. like that. So you're just surprised at like how well, the hell she got the house in she, the first place. She does. She is a storybook illustrator yeah. at some point, but that's a very like well, I think she's on an off job. Like, yeah. She is she a storybook illustrator? Or she she does she write the books? I can't remember. I think oh, she might be a writer and an illustrator, yeah. but she's definitely I don't know because she reads a couple of them to their kids, and oh, Henry God. Henry is a real he's just like us. He's a real asshole and a real critic about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn right. Good old Henry. So then, when we see we get to, we get a real uh, a real look at the dynamic of this family because um, Henry is sitting there doing pretty much doing her taxes and looking over her bank yeah. statements while Naomi Watts is playing Gears of War on Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah, it's it's strange. The the footage doesn't really seem to match up well at all. Naomi Watts has never played video games in her life before. I can almost guarantee you that oh, right you now. You can tell when, when she's just trying to jump into the, the screen. I doubt uh, even Liam Schreiber plays video pointing, games. <laughs> she's just pointing the, the, the control like it's a gun or something. Yeah, I know. But she hold, she's holding the gun yeah. like like she's trying to... Like it's on fire yeah. and she's trying to put it... There. And it looks like she's trying to poke someone with a control, like <laughs> shove it in their mouth or something. It's so strange. I don't know why there's so much footage of Gears of War. It's almost as if uh, Microsoft were like, hey, do you think you could advertise our, our game in your shitty film? Well, this was Focus Features that put this out. So do Universal have any ties? Uh, do Universal they, have any ties to Microsoft? They, they they, could. I wouldn't know. I don't know. But it just seemed like a weird place to, for Microsoft to advertise Gears of War. Like, who the hell from the Gears of War demographic is going to go to watch fucking Book of Henry of all films? You'd think they would tie that into it with some metal movie, not Book of Goddamn Henry. <laughs> so then Naomi Watts is putting the two kids to bed. As as we said, the two kids are played by Jaden Lieberer and Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay, the kid from Room, uh, mm. he's been in a couple of things. And I will say, give this movie credit, good brother casting. They actually do kind of look, look alike. Similar, yeah. They do look alike. And also, it's also weird for me seeing Jaden Lieberer. His first role was in St. Vincent. Which which was also had Naomi Watts in it, but in that mm. movie, Naomi Watts played like Bill Murray's like Russian stripper girlfriend that was like had a very strange relationship with Jaden Lieberer. Yeah. So very interesting reunion for these two, <laughs> to say the yeah. least. So she, Naomi Watts is tucking the two two of them into bed, and like uh, it's she notices a medal or something that Henry won, yeah. and uh, for, for, like a spelling bee or something, or I'd, something. I don't remember what something it was of for. that. And then Jaden, uh, Jacob Tremblay is like, "Oh, I wish I had a medal," and she's just like, "Oh, you can have it." <laughs> and Henry's like, "You can have it. You did nothing to earn it, but sure, have it. Mm. You're probably going to lose it or break it in the next scene." Just like that expression, he <laughs> have a medal, just for doing nothing. Yeah, it's, it's you want a medal? Strange. So then we get to see, um, we get to see, um, uh, what's her name? Naomi Watts, who, what's her character's name in this? Uh, Susan. Susan, yes. Susan Carpenter. Susan Carpenter. The, the long Carpenter. lost obscure child of uh, John Carpenter. I mean, in the, in the scenes w- we'll get to when, um, <laughs> when uh, you've got uh, Naomi Watts roaming around with a uh, rifle later on in the film, <laughs> I just wanted to hear. <laughs> That would have been hilarious. I was hoping. I was actually hoping with the name that she had that she'd be running through the house with a with a new William Shatner mold <laughs> strapped to her face with a with a with a, with a plastic kitchen knife trying to stab. Oh, Hank. that'd be Hank's, great. What the fuck? Then Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is there for no reason. Jamie Lee Curtis just like fires at the house. No, no. Ja- Jamie Lee Curtis is in a flashback and she's um Hank Schrader's ex-wife. That's how you tied <laughs> this all back. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the sequel would be the daughter is going to kill Naomi Watts <laughs> or would have killed Naomi Watts if that, that, if that actually was how the film ended, which it didn't. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear a lot, of, a lot of talk about me and Eric trying to make this movie better over the course of this episode. Yeah, we, we, like we, we, this is like an autopsy. <laughs> and we're, we're here to, to sort of repair, beautify yeah. the body. What, what, what do they, they call those guys that work in... Um, Morticians. You know, morticians, that's it. We're like the morticians. We're the morticians of we're cinema. Just doing, we're, the, we're just doing the patch. We're, we're the morticians of garbage cinema, guys. Horrible corpse. <laughs> so we get to see Naomi Watts in her diner job where, where she, her Bobby Moynihan is her boss and we get a white trash Sarah Silverman <laughs> as like her plucky, her plucky wisecracking friend. Yeah. I mean, this look get up that Sarah Silverman has. I mean, Sarah Silverman's always a really likable screen presence. She's a really funny stand-up comedian. Mm. Why do they make her look so trampy in this movie? I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know. If, uh, Sean, I'm, I think uh, Trevor was trying to get out to the, the hardships of being a, Stop. a waitress. Stop. Whatever you're saying, you're <laughs> whatever you're about to say next, it's not true. <laughs> but it could be true. But but the the chest the cherry blossom chest tattoo that she has is just too, it's too much. I don't know. Just the whole getup's really strange. Looks like she should be working at a bar instead of a instead ca- of a instead of a like a Cafe. Instead of a diner in a like diner. what upstate New York or wherever this takes place. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it is, it is, it is strange. But what's even stranger is how she interacts with Henry. Oh, the like their their little. Uh, let's get like into that. Let, let's get the into this. The, the the interactions and the relationships between the kids and the adults in this movie is very weird. You mentioned yeah. this. This it's almost like a weird like older sister younger brother relationship that they have. It's it's strange. It's it's yeah. You're you're right. That's a that's a good way to describe it because I wasn't even sure how to describe it. It was just it seemed like this weird little friend feud or something. Like in like one interaction they have, uh, what I think I've got it in my notes here. It's it's um, uh, she calls him Hank throughout the entire yeah. film, and he, and he's like, my name is Henry. I think you'd be able to retain at least one simple name beyond that haircut. Yeah. And what does she say? It's like, oh, those goggles, they, they, they suit your misshapen head. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what? is g- going on? And then the mum's like, oh, stop it, you two. No this fighting. Is, like, there's way too much sexual tension between these two. I, th- I think, <laughs> I think, I don't know, this film might be too smart for us. He also be... calls her fashion roadkill at some point <laughs> in the film. There which... must be some weird Freudian angles to this film. But even that, but even that, like, the, 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 relas- the weird relationship and, like, bonding that Jacob Tremblay and Lee Pace yeah. as, a, as a neurosurgeon have in, later in this film even is very strange. really strange, because they'll... Uh, I think this is... Bef- was this before they knew that... Um, what's the name of... of, of uh, I don't oh. remember what his name was, because this is going to get Hank confusing. Tra- oh, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Yeah, Dean Norris is the is actor. Now, now, um, they find out. Do they do they find out about Glenn? What he was doing with his daughter before thing came over. Um, Lee Pace, because because it's because it just no, Lee Pace comes Lee over Pace, after yeah, Henry just, dies. He comes so over after Henry dies, and he's like uh, he's like observing the oh, kid. spoilers by the way. And then <laughs> I don't know if this, this this film has to have something to do with oh people aren't realizing about the pedophiles. Or just like hiding in, in in sheep skin or something, but like it just seems a bit weird how he interacts with the kid, and then they then but then Dean Norris seems off as soon as you meet him. Yeah, though. he just seems off as soon as you meet him. It's just I don't know if that was if anything was intentional uh, about uh, that. Uh, it just came off very bizarre. Is all I'm gonna say. Ugh. Like it, you like he's supposed to comfort Peter. 
but you feel a bit worried for him while he's in the room. And even in this as well, like speaking of these interactions, like this mopey girl that's well, what's the the a, a oh, girl's you name? Have to tell, you have to explain the story behind her. Okay, well, because I was amazed when you told me when I was. So this this, this girl, what's the name of the what's better. the name of the character? Can you even remember? No, I can't. Uh, well, the actress's name. Oh, dance girl. Yeah, da- dance girl. Uh, she's and I'm I'm I hate myself for knowing this because <laughs> thank you Tess for making me watch so many fucking episodes of this shit. She's not an actress. This is her first acting thing. She is from the TV show Dance Mums. She is one of the girls Amazing. from the TV show Dance Mums, which is a bu- which is a bunch of middle-aged women jawing at each other while their kids are crying when they cut to their kids yeah. crying. That's really all that show is, to be honest. And I saw like way too much of it. <laughs> got like vietnam flashbacks of her <laughs> dance mums you just see like a bunch of kids in tutus and you just see these mums just like screaming off but the top of the their heads the extent of this young girl's like this the only other notable thing this girl has done besides dance mums is dance with shia labeouf in the sia music video I to elastic heart that. that's I, the I didn't <laughs> know either of those facts and like i'm watching this film seeing that like Holy this shit, you're this like makes er, a er, lot Eric's of like this girl's got chops. This she's girl's got, got chops. acting chops. She's got chops. She has range. She's got range. <laughs> yeah, she expresses all that range. She has one of three lines of dialogue in this film. It's they I'm just, fine. Okay. Just I'm good. <laughs> and also for no reason, she's such a mope throughout this entire movie. But every time she's with Naomi Watts, they have this weird secret handshake. Yeah. That's like, where did this come from? I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit. See, like. This just shows you how how strange the, the handling of tones of this film is because it does try to be a bit cheery at the beginning with like Henry trying to cheer up his like Peter and all that, but then it just does all this crap like oh, um, Henry's all upset. He just like like a detective. He just comes into this uh, this the school counselor's office, fucking slams his hand on the table, dramatic like he's like, God damn it, Sharon! I don't remember what her name was. He's like, Can't you see the signs? They're so obvious. Like mm. poor grades, you know, lack of eating. Uh, she's got bruises yep. everywhere. Yep. It's like you, you, you have to tell me that you, you, you see what's happening too. Yeah, well, just Henry is just That's such just a. He's a like this is a big problem. Henry is a brat. He's like a little Henry's bratty a know-it-all. He's a knob. An absolute. He is knob. a knob. He really is. There's no way of putting it. I don't care how smart. He, I think he's a. He's a partly he's a knob just because of how smart he is. And. Yeah, especially how knobbish of him when he's having this game of checkers with this lunch lady. And, like, um, Jacob Tremblay comes in and is like, help, this little kid stole my medal. And he's like, I gave that to you, like, yesterday and you're already losing I know, she was calling him, he was calling him back so they can get picked up by the mum. And that's when... um, No, that's when they go to get the medal. Because the, the Jacob Tremblay says, "Oh, the kid, this kid stole my medal. Help me get it oh. back." And then the lunch lady's like, "Hey, we're not done with our game." He's like, "Oh," and literally jumps yeah. three pieces and he's over. It's like, yeah, this, you can't okay. tell me the librarian didn't see that shit. It, so just make it checkers. Because one, you're showing that Henry is much smarter, and it would make, make more sense that if you didn't see that, if it was chess, yeah. if he just moves one piece and's like, "Oh, checkmate," and yeah. then and then you just le- you, you you leave the, on the reaction of the lunch lady. It's just like. Son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you can just have her just glance at the board, moving her head around, trying to like figure out how how he's able to maneuver mm. that and where she went wrong. So yeah, so this kid this kid steals um Henry's medal that um Peter, which is Jacob Tremblay's character, has, and these two get into a fight, which Henry breaks up, but it breaks the medal, and Jacob Tremblay is really sad about that. So what does Eric do to cheer him up? Eric, 
Oh, Eric. Eric, what does... <laughs> you get all the names mixed Eric up. makes fun of this movie to cheer himself up. What does Henry, yes. <laughs> what does Henry do to cheer up little Peter here? Uh, he, he pretends that he's climbing a mountain on the floor. It's very weird. Yeah, so he gets a fan. He gets, like, con- white confetti. Sponges. He puts, like, aviator goggles and, like, a, a, and a cap on. And he's, like, crawling on the floor with toilet plungers. Yeah. It's... I- it's, I don't know, it's really... Hey, it's quirky. It's meant to be quirky. Laugh at this, Eric. This I is the laugh. basis of all indeme- American ha, independent ha, cinema. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Just laugh. It's Tears stupid. roll down my eyes. Uh, oh, we didn't even mention this weird fucking bungalow thing that oh, Eric... Yeah. Ha- uh, Eric... <laughs> yes, sure. He just wrote... It's just... It's a spitting image. Like, you, you're such a genius. I'm a genius. You're such a genius. You're really precocious. You hate... You're a big critic on everything. Am I? Mm. I thought I was only a critic on You might want to get yourself checked out too. You might have brain cancer. Holy crap, I might. I've been getting headaches recently. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just being around me too much, actually. Or you've seen the Book of Henry twice. That'll oh, do it I've too, seen yeah. the Book of Henry that, twice. That will do it to I think, you. I think that's what's developing my brain tumour. But yeah, we see that Henry is like this weird engineer, like in this weird like bungalow treehouse that he has, yeah. where he's got all these Rube I mean, Goldberg you contraptions. Describe how it looks, because it just it looks like he's grabbed a bunch of shit, like a bunch of broken wooden debris, and made a house mm. out of it. Like I'm surprised the damn thing isn't falling as soon as it, they blow on it. It looks like if Hagrid didn't have any bricks to make his house out of. <laughs> it, honestly, it looks like that. Oh, if I only got to remember what that looks and like. And it's got like a fridge door. It's a fridge door yeah, instead a of a regular fridge. door. <laughs> and inside is this weird Rube Goldberg contraption where it's they drop a pool cu- a, yeah. a cue ball down this like, like track and it hits, it, it, it drops a into a bucket and it activates a hammer that squirts cream onto a biscuit to make s'mores <laughs> or some shit. And it's like, I mean, there's one, there's an even more elab- needlessly elaborate one that we'll get to oh, towards the end of the film. But it's yes. just like, Why? It's like it's, it, it def- it's you're no, one. First of all, Henry, you're no you're no Doc Brown. Well, this, like, this, this is the thing. Like the whole the Rube Goldberg machine is 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 a joke. So I don't know why they're trying to take it seriously. That's not a sign of genius. It's a sign that you're no. a fucking fool because you're wasting your time like developing like overcomplicating such a simple job. So I don't, I'm, like that's why that's why I think this works. This would work better as a comedy because if he. Because if you had that in a funny sense, it would make sense. But they're just like, oh, they're kids. Um, you know, this is what they're going to dick around with. But, but this guy's playing the stock market. So, <laughs> what are you telling me that he, that, that he, they, like, you're going to try to make this look like it's smart where he's playing the stock market? So, you watch more intelligent yeah. than fucking around with a Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah, it's silly. Like, it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this is where um, this is where Henry starts to notice that his his neighbor his neighbor and friend oh. is because she says one of the three lines of "I'm fine, <laughs> I'm okay," and notices that something might be wrong. And mm-hmm. no, because he sees he looks in he looks oh he looks into the like her window and then and she ru- like she he sees over in the next door she quickly rushes yeah, away and then looks down and looks that Hank Schrader's Glenn. gone. Yeah, yeah, Glenn's walking upstairs, whereas like the film is just weirdly trying to hint out to to molestation, but it's just mm. it's not so, so subtly at all. It's not, yeah, not so subtly at all, but it's like it's just it's done in such a strange way where it's like oh, I don't know, it just comes it just comes off like weirdly sour because mm. like like you know it's trying to hint out to that, but it's not, it, like visually it's not conveyed that well it's not conveyed well at all it's not conveyed well at all because it could be it could be really broad all you know is that something wrong's happening 
but you're not exactly sure what, and it's sort of the film sort of really tries to to to, to camera home that it's coming with the with like molestation or something like that. So he notices Henry notices a bruise on her arm or something yeah. in the ne- in the class, and like right in the middle of class, gets up and as you said, storms yeah. to the principal's office and says, "God damn it, Janice!" <laughs> It's just like, I mean, precocious. God damn it, Janice. Precocious <laughs> kids in movies annoy the piss out of me. And er, uh, again, I almost said Eric. It's just, there's so <laughs> many parallels, man. Are you trying to have a stab at me, Sean? <laughs> We're having a stab at Henry here. Henry. You can have a stab later when, when I make a shitty film. But he- like Trevor. So, so, she, so Henry is yelling at this principal, and the principal is making some very valid points here yeah. that Henry. Well, it's not just the principals, but it's like a lot of the adults are like they're really, like they they say things that are reasonable, perfectly reasonable. But the film just like, like pushes it off like it's nonsense. Because earlier, uh, when uh, Naomi Watts, uh, I think she gets a call from from Henry Henry or something, and then uh, she, um, I think her boss overhears and says like, "Oh, do you need to validate this with your with your eleven year old son?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah. well, he's he's twelve. 12 he's thank 12, you very like, much. Fucking difference." It's like. Jesus Christ! Like that's it's like when she's the parent there, you know she should be looking after the kids, telling what they should. Incredibly do. irresponsible. It parent. shouldn't be the other way around. It's just bizarre, and it's really for no reason. I mean, this is why we should know about the uh, about the ex husband or whatever yeah. happened to the husband, and she might, you know, maybe well, that, maybe her very inappropriate behaviour can stem from that. Yeah, I mean, like it just it doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't really well explain why she's the way she is because. She would have had to look after Henry to a stage where he was able to talk properly. Are you telling me, like, as soon as he came out of the womb, he was just talking he was perfect English? And he was quoting Nietzsche, he like, was, straight out of the womb. He was quoting Nietzsche, <laughs> just straight out of the, the womb. Just, I don't know. Just uh, came, he was just born instantly a genius. It's also weird that Naomi Watts and Lee Pace have no kind of romance in this film. Like, I honestly thought the movie was going to go yeah. down that direction. And I think the film wanted to go down the direction of maybe Peter and Lee Pace developing a romance. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh. So then, so he yells at her and then and then it cuts to, oh, I can't even remember, but Henry starts to get headaches is the thing. Yeah. And he's not telling his mum, te- oh. he, te- he says his mum that he just has a little bit of headaches, yeah. but it's like, there's nothing to worry about. No, it, you know, don't worry about it, mum. Oh, this is so weird because... He, he when he gets taken to the hospital, he said, "Oh, I've been like this for three months." So he knew that he was like developed. And and when he gets questioned on, on on stuff related to his affliction, which is he has a brain tumor, he talks as if he like knew this was happening before the news getting delivered to him. It's like he knew that he was get the brain tumor. He just didn't want to do anything about it, mm. which is very strange. Ugh. And then yeah, his, his his mother said like, hey, but he said he was fine for three months, like. You fucking He's a dumb stupid. kid. Why He's didn't you take kid. him to the doctor? As soon as he says he has a headache, why didn't you say let's take we're taking yeah. you to the doctor? I don't care if you're well, like, like just give him some medicine. If he keeps saying he's got a headache, take him to the doctor. Just don't, don't just like let him walk around. Give him some Panadol. Give him some Panadol. Do something. Don't. I don't care if the kid's supposed to be smarter than you. Doesn't mean he's not going to bullshit you, you silly. Naomi Watts. But this all leads to Henry having a seizure. Yeah. And he gets rushed to hospital, and um, Jacob Tremblay is the most <laughs> neglected in this scene. Yeah. Because it's like, look after your son. Naomi Watts, look after your son. Yeah. I am your other son. That's that's <laughs> hilarious. Like, this is how weird, weirdly written this film is. Like, 
most sense comes from all these other characters on the side. Mm. Like, there's this woman that's, like, looking after the sun. Naomi Watts is just being, like, you know, a real mosquito, just buzzing around, like, oh, Henry, can you hear me? He's just been fucking sedated. And then this, this nurse just, like, turns around, like, check your son. I am. No, your other son, the one that's, like, left alone <laughs> in the fucking hallway. <laughs> so then we spend way too much time in this hospital. This takes forever. Turns oh, out, wow. so this is where we get introduced to Lee Pace as the neurosurgeon. And he says that, he, he breaks the bad news that... Era, uh, fuck! <laughs> I always say... <laughs> I actually can say that you, you, you keep mistaking Ma- me. Maybe for I just want to see. You. Maybe I have this weird thing that I want to see you in this movie. Ma- maybe I have this weird. You want to see me as Henry? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You just want to. just gonna remake it know. called the Book of Eric. Oh yeah. By the way, people, Eric and I don't actually know each other. We no. we actually we actually hate each other's guts. This is a business relationship. This is only. a business relationship. <laughs> We're tied. We're bo- bounded by contract. Just weird. We're not even getting paid for this, so I don't not even, even know why. I don't even know how this contract was formed. I think we might might have signed it in blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a brain tumor. We spend way too long at this hospital. This is where we get a really creepy scene with um, Sarah Silverman and oh. Henry, where this is where he calls her fashion roadkill, and they have this. And he, I can't even remember. We skimmed through this the, the second time, and so one thing led to another. And Sarah Silverman kisses Henry. Gross. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, uh, some kind of weirdly on the lips kiss. too. Thankfully, yeah. no tongue, but still. Kissing, I don't know. Well, for a film that's supposed to be like kissing a kid on the lips that is not your own is very weird. Well, in that that sort of sense, it was very strange, just because it's like a as I said, it's like a passionate still kissing for a while. You know what? And maybe it's supposed <laughs> to be like. Supposed to be like you know what discussing themes of like child mm. molestation. She you does know, something weird like this. You know what? Like maybe, maybe he was wrong. Maybe here's what we should say. Here's what should happen. Instead of going after Dean Norris, he leaves the manifesto. Henry leaves the manifesto to kill Sarah Silverman <laughs> because he, he, he maybe this was all a big plan to lure in. What's his face? It, it, just, it, just he's so just got he, hidden cameras. So he can just frame her. Yeah, frame her. It's like... It's, it's just goes to jail for child molestation. Oh, not molestation, because it's just... Oh, kid, yeah, just, just a kiss. Oi. It'll put her on a list, that's yeah, all. Yeah, put her on a list. Uh, unless he has evidence that she's done some things in the past. Maybe she kissed multiple times in the past and can draw a big case. Unlike he, he was able to do with uh, Glenn... Because all of his evidence are just eye observation. He wasn't able to get anything concrete, which is really hinders him. Because pe- people aren't stupid enough just to take your word for things. And then eventually, about 15 minutes later, we spend way too long at this hospital. Henry knows he's, he's toast, right? Henry knows yeah. he's going to cark it. So he um, gives this book to um, P- Peter, which is uh, Jacob Tremblay, and says, <laughs> this is my dying wish. Give this to mum, you know. Inside his instructions on actually, I can't tell you what's inside. I don't think he tells. He doesn't tell him what's inside. He doesn't he just give tell this him to what's mom. Inside, he just says, says give it, give to, it to mom. mom. This is my dying wish. She she has to do it. And then I think the next day, like I think it's while at night, Naomi Watts is there sitting next to sitting next to it, like lying on the bed next to him, and Henry crawls out and is like screaming like mommy, mommy, mommy. Oh. I want to see the sky. Oh yeah. Fuck you. Jesus. I mean, like, I, I think that's what the film was trying to build up to with all mm. that boring shit, just like being all yeah. Try to build up, trying to, make, to be somber, trying to make the the inevitable death of Henry 
all the more like dramatic. heartbreaking and dramatic. Just overly melodramatic. Only problem during during those fifteen minutes, I was just, just like, shit. just die already, please. <laughs> I mean, if you do that in a movie, you immediately fail. If you want me, if you have a character with a debilitating mental condition like a brain tumor mm. that's you know slowly withering withering away and you want and you want me for them to die yeah guess what you fail as a to- well, as a storyteller it's just it's just bizarre because you, if you, you want them to go out with a bit of humanity not like something bizarre like the way that he went out was as if it was, it was something you'd see in some dramatic mm. like play or some some kind of film where uh I don't know. Someone's trying to do a self sacrifice or some crap like that. Not like the like the kids like slowly dying from a brain tumor, and then he just you know abruptly just he knows he's gonna go out and he's just having a fit. Strange way to go about it. So Henry dies in Naomi Watts's arms. She cries and she sings the song that she sung on the ukulele yeah. like a few scenes prior. And I checked the time when this happened. That's some good reincorporation. Yeah, well, this movie's smart. Smart. I checked when Henry dies. This movie is 104 minutes long. When Henry dies, there is still 50 minutes left of this yeah. film, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you mean 144 minutes? It was at the uh, 140, mark. one hour and 44 yeah. minutes. Sorry, yeah. The the 50 minute mark. That's when he. That's when he carks it. I mean, oh god, if this was 144 minutes, jeez. <laughs> if if sorry, I mean one hour and 44 minutes. Yeah, it, it's just over a hundred minutes. Doesn't long. matter how long it goes for; it just goes for too long. Anyway, Henry dies at the halfway point, and I was just baffled. There was still fifty minutes left after this happened. Yeah. So, but everyone's real mopey. Everyone's real sad that Henry's dead. We forgot to mention that, like, um, the school is like, oh, we're all gonna send get well cards to Henry because he's oh, doing yeah. really bad in hospital. And like, the the dodgeball kid is like, but Henry's gonna get better, right? <laughs> He's got to get better. He's Henry. He's the best of all of us. He's the prodigal son. Yeah. God, really likes the hammer home that he's like the Messiah child. Mm. God, it's annoying. So then we see Naomi Watts start to enter the very, very manic stage of her depression mm. by having an idea to have desserts every day for every meal I for mean, a week it's strange because it's a it's a kids film so like alternatively if this is something else i could see this being i'm gonna just binge on drugs because <laughs> it's a kids film it's just like oh well we're just gonna have dessert for every meal of the week you know like, oh wow what a silly way to dodge that yep um but yeah it's, it's like I, I think she just might have jumped like so many stages of grief just to get to that 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 point to be like, oh, I'm just going to be eating all this food. Yep. None of that bargaining or any of that earlier stuff of your stages of grief. Just straight to, I'm just going to indulge myself with all this all this sugar. <laughs> yeah. So then a bunch of really boring extraneous scenes happen, and then we eventually get to Naomi Watts getting back to work at the diner, where like one of the, <laughs> an extra asks her, "Excuse me, is this soda? Is this regular or diet soda?" Hmm. And Naomi Watts picks up the cup, drinks of drinks like half of it, yeah. and then is like, "Diet." <laughs> <laughs> and then so Bobby Moynihan comes in and he's like, "Hey, yeah, I think you came back a little bit too early. <laughs> you don't need to work anyway because your son sent this to us before you, he died." And turns out that because of his mastery of playing of, of like playing the stock market there's yeah. like uh six hundred and eighty thousand dollars in a checking account <laughs> under <laughs> naomi what's his name and bobby moynihan is telling her this right in the middle yeah, of the diner like everyone and it's like this. 
why this is like um this is like hey susan uh come into the back office for me for a second that's where you tell yeah. it not right in the middle of this diner <laughs> it's like hey you have all this money and everybody else in this diner knows that too yeah, really it's up for anybody yeah <laughs> i mean the check's yours everyone in the, in the diner just, just snatch it before Watts does. She might go home and just eat some more like liquid chocolate or whatever the hell she was making. We get to see Naomi Watts is still making disgusting dessert stuff. Yeah. Um, oh. She makes a Nutella banana and Fruit Loop sandwich, which initially I was like, oh, that, that wouldn't be too bad. Take out the Fruit Loops, that would be good. Yeah, I mean, but she's spreading Nutella with a spoon. And I'm like, this is what? That's weird. Even though she has like a buttering knife. Yeah, she right has there. she has a knife that she's cutting it with and she's spreading it with just a spoon. It's just, just like just swats it on there. Just Colin Trevorrow it. did not care. <laughs> That's how Colin Trevorrow was raised to do it. Yeah. So then Henry uh, no, sorry, not Henry, he's dead. He's long he bit it. Mm. Um Peter finally looks he breaks his promise, he looks at the book and reads a little bit of it, runs downstairs to Naomi Watts, is like, Hey mom, I think Henry wants us to kill Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going through it and it's like there's got to be another way we, and it's like you have to do it mum it's Henry's dying wish yeah. and it's like there can't be another oh, way to do it my favourite thing about it is like can't we call child services it turns to a yeah, page why can't you can't call, call child services or something like that and it's like but there must be another way there's no other way <laughs> turns to page there's no other way this leads into my theory that I don't think Henry died at all no. This is my fan theory for book. Of, okay, not a oh, fan theory. Yeah, a fan theory. A fan theory a fan would imply that I'm a film a, theory. A fan theory would imply that I'm a fan of the movie The Book of Henry, oh, which I am not. <laughs> I think that Henry faked his death, moved town, and changed his name to John Kramer, and later became the Jigsaw Killer because it makes so much sense. Listen to this. I mean, he likes all this steam. He's an engineer. He's yeah, into all this I mean, steampunk shit. His weird roof. I he mean, leaves roof. tapes for everyone's leaving instructions for the, how to do certain <laughs> goals, and he can predict literally every single thing that's going to happen to the point where he may be may as well be an omniscient god. Henry is Jigsaw. And I he, am convinced of this. He was even a, I mean, Jigsaw was even able to sort of manipulate this after death as well, which which sort of just makes it even the connection even stronger because that's what Henry's supposedly doing when he's dead, but we we mm. don't think he is dead. Just, just because of, uh, just of, just because of how finely predicted everything is. I mean, the ending of this film should have been like, um, instead of, Na it should have been Naomi Watts was the one behind it the whole time, and it's the two kids when she's when, when she's putting um, Peter and the and the girl to sleep at the end. When she closes the door, like the kids should be screaming, oh. tied to the beds, and Naomi yeah. Watts slams the door and says, you know, you know, "Game over." You know what should happen? No, Naomi Watts closed the door, but then she, like. Pulls off a mask and it's Henry. But no, she slams the door and says, Game over. <laughs> They're just locked in there. Yeah, so this is when, yeah, so they start reading this and she finds a tape recorder that Henry left her. Yeah. Like the or the, the book, the, the, it's. It, it came with its own audio book. Mm, uh, came version. with its own audio book. It, it's Hen Henry's doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Henry doing a but, podcast, and it's annoying. But she has she has to click the fifteen button before every single one because just before he introduces like how to kill everybody, it's like this episode is brought to you today by BlueApron.com. <laughs> Use promo code Henry <laughs> for fifteen percent off. <laughs> I, I I just love how how 
that was handled the whole her listening to the audio books because it's so it's so bizarre because uh, this is the jigsaw she, thing. This is like the like she's being told what to do, but then like it's been recorded in such a way where Henry must have predicted her responses. Yeah, to it, she's she she's replying to a recorded message. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like don't turn around. It's like oh, I, I know what I'm doing, Henry. It's like oh whatever. It's just she's just. I don't even remember what she says, but she's having a conversation with a tape recorder. It's freaking bizarre. <laughs> it's, as, it's, it's as if she's like, you think she like Henry's soul just went into the tape recorder, but you don't understand, Sean. It's just a, it's a great display of grief. I don't think there was, I think those are blank tapes, and uh, she was just pretending to talk. And with it was Henry. all in her head. It was all in her head because she read it all in the book. That's your, was, that's your, that's, that's your that's, um, that's book my, of Henry fan that's theory. My book of Henry. Fan theory. Yeah, mine's a film theory. You're a fan of this film, I'm so that's a fan, fan theory this for you. This is a fan theory. So, bef- so it turns out that while Henry was in hospital, he recorded all of this. He snuck out yeah. of the hospital at night <laughs> and planned all this and did all this while he was dying of, of a well, brain tumor. Somehow he managed to, to travel such a distance where Naomi Watts is going all to all these locations on car while he was walking around at like dawn or something, just just making just setting all this crap up. I don't know how he was able to do this. I don't know how he was able to get away for so long that no one checked on him because he's at a goddamn hospital mm. with a fucking brain tumor. And he predicted like, what his mo- his mother's every single move, even when she goes the wrong way, when she turns around the wrong yeah. way, it's like go left, yeah. the other left. <laughs> like you knew she would turn the wrong way in that exact moment. Fuck you. And he knew that she would she would she would mistake in the, the direction, even though he says left. <laughs> I mean, this is more like 13 Reasons Why than I ever wanted this movie to be. Would you say it's better than 13 Reasons Why? I mean, probably. But, <laughs> I mean, it its depiction... It, I mean, this movie's depiction of, like, child abuse is just as tone deaf as that series' depiction of suicide. So, yeah. I think it's on even footing, to be quite honest. Well, I mean... I mean, I mean I, 13 I only Reasons saw Why also supposedly has a terrible depiction of mental illness as well. Mm. Well, I saw two episodes. I only saw the first two episodes of 13 Reasons Why, and I said, oh, fuck this, and t- never watched it again. Yeah, I heard it's, very, it's a very strange show. There's a guy that, like, sh- shoots himself in the head, and he's back. No, I'm not even joking. Like Dean Norris in this movie? <laughs> well, it, did Dean Norris come back to life? Cause this, Wait, what? Because apparently this is, what ha- this is what happens at the end of uh, 13 Reasons Why. A uh, guy shoots himself in the head. Like, I think he does it, like, this way, so he fucking should have died. Um and or you, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I think he put the gun under his chin and fired oh, it. So he should have, most likely, should have died. Although this in the second, this is how the show. I think that's how the show ends. In the second season, he's fine, as if like like no scarring or anything. So it's just like, like mit- he's he's just lost like Edward Norton in Fight Club or some yeah, shit. Like Edward Norton in Fight Club, and apparently lost recollection of what happened last <laughs> month. Oh well, that's convenient. Just he comes in, he's like <laughs> like chin blade, he's like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> like like Edward Norton in, at the end of Fight Club. Yeah, just choking on all that blood, <laughs> just shot like the side of his head. Uh, oh, where wow. are we up to in this now? Oh shit! This is where this is where she goes to the gun shop, where we find out that like she she can buy like banned or like you know yeah. restricted uh, items by saying the name of a local crime boss. Yeah, that was strange because Henry just sneaks into a gun store just to try and pick pick up on something like this. It's weird because I'm sorry, a gun had... store has cameras everywhere. Yeah, by the I way. reckon. Or he even mentioned something like, oh, stay out of the range of the cameras. Like, what? Like, what cameras? 
oh, I don't know. What a, what a weird film. Uh, yeah, so this is where she buys what a rifle, like a hunting rifle. She buys a hunting rifle, but tricks it out as like some kind of military sniper rifle with and a night vision scope and a suppressor. And, and all then that. she does target practice with, um, you know, uh, yeah. With yeah. Henry telling her what to do, it's like, all right, mum, you gotta oh, shoot. That's hilarious. And then she shoots, and and like she doesn't shoot for a while. And it's just like, good shot, mum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he also says, oh wow, you 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 lined up those shots really well, mum. Like just mm. saying, like, it's I like, wonder if there's an alternate. Like if you flip the tape over, it's just like, it was shit, mum. <laughs> <laughs> you need more practice. Oh wow, that'd be that'd be amazing if it was th- that well thought out. Which I think it it's was. Like wow, you almost hit the target that time, Mum. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> she hits the target. Real condescending just like, towards her. Just love like, it. What the hell? <laughs> I'd love it if Henry was just real condescending. And of course, it's like you know, movie suppressors that don't sound like suppressors. Because I'm pretty sure someone would have heard her if she was firing a fucking hunting rifle at the mm. back of her house. Did I? Did we mention that uh, Dean Norris's character's name is Sickleman? Yeah, Sickleman. I mean, that just sounds evil. <laughs> no, Sickleman, I think the origins, they were, f- they were farmers. Oh. Yeah. That moved over over there and became a police officer and one one brother's in charge of the... Uh, yeah, we forgot to mention. Services we forgot to mention. That's the reason why they can't call child services on him because friends in high places. Yeah. I mean, family in high family places. Family in high places. Family in high places, it's just a network of corruption. That's exactly. why the kids need to be in charge and not the adults. Mm. And that's the moral of uh, the book of Henry. Yeah. <laughs> so, then Lee Pace starts to visit uh, the house a little bit more often. This is yeah. where I started to think there was going to be a bit of a romance between Naomi Watts and... But he's and not interested in Naomi. And there's, more of, an, and there's more of a romance between Lee Pace <laughs> and Jacob Tremblay in this movie, and it's very off-putting. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't even f- fucking remember what even happens next. Is the talent show next? Um, I think after that, oh, we forgot to mention it was Naomi Watts actually does what Henry does, staring out of the window on the second floor. Yeah, and he and notices she, yeah, it too. And, and she noticed something's up, and then she tries to prevent something from happening up there to call... Glenn? I oh, know, it's very weird how this yeah. is done. But she calls Glenn on the phone. She calls she? Glenn on the phone, and Glenn's like, oh, she hi, prank calls Susan. Him, doesn't he? Yeah, she practically prank calls him because she's like, I don't even remember what she's talking about. She, but she mentioned something pointless. And then, like, she ends the phone call with saying something like, like, hinting at, like, oh, I'm going to get you, or some shit like that. Does she modulate really her weird. voice or something? Huh? Does she even, like, do a mod- Or is it just. No, no, that's just. I, is she like, I know what you're doing? Yeah. Well, it's like. I don't even remember what's happening. She said something about the fucking leaves outside. I don't remember. It was I like a know. really weird conversation. And yeah, but this she is just ends it in a very strange manner, like like her trying to tell him, in a sense, <laughs> subtly. I don't know. But this whatever is this film calls subtle, like by <laughs> saying like, "Yes, I know you. You're up to something shady." And then Glenn, of course, being oblivious, being like, uh, "Okay, Susan." Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, uh, this talent show that's going to happen. I can drive. I can take her to the talent yeah. show because." No, but before that, she all, she mentions uh um what was it, the the guardianship of of of, of her daughter. Yeah, it's being like really we need, sus about. It's like yeah, we we need to get the guardian. Like, but after we kill Glenn, we need you to get the guardianship of yeah. the girl from Dance Moms. Mm. So what we need you to do, it's like she's like, oh hey, can I just get your signature because like you need need the signature for this like sign off so she can participate in this yeah. talent show. By the way, you're a deadbeat. Like, we should say it's not incest because it, it's a stepdad. 
Yeah, not quite, but it doesn't seem to lessen the impact. Really. Absolutely not. It's still just as gross. Mm. But and then so she gets the uh, she gets the signature of this uh, on like this permission form because like you know she needs to take it over mm. and she gets on a light box and traces and like forges his oh, signature yes. to put on the uh, on the uh, what, what is it the the, uh, the, the, the guardianship, guardianship papers. papers yeah yeah and then this is the right when uh, Jacob Tremblay comes in he's like mum what are you doing she's like oh I'm just working and <laughs> this is where I genuinely forgot that like that she was like an illustrator because I'm like aren't you a waitress mm. like how is how is so, like forging signatures got anything to do with waitressing but okay <laughs> uh we at the talent show yet <laughs> i think right well i don't i don't think anything significant happened before i think we're at the talent show now yeah so, so this, this is where the show just kicks into so final gear this is where jacob tremblay stuff's happening this is where jacob tremblay has been doing a magic show that he's been working on i don't know if he was working on it with henry and like he had to retool it. Bec- uh, I don't think I, so. I I'm not sure. I don't think it really matters. I don't think anyone gave a shit when they were watching this film. Yeah, but it has to be done. But Henry says it has to be done on the night of the talent show because yeah. that's when like no one will be like the whole town yeah, will be the at the whole talent town show. Apparently, is at the ta- talent show besides Glenn. He's because Glenn, because he's a deadbeat stepdad. He's a, dead, he's a bit deadbeat. He's a, dad. He's a, de- he's a deadbeat diddling no, stepdad. You know, you don't understand. Sean he has to watch the house just because of how easy it was to lure him outside. Just by mm. making a bunch of whistling sounds, he grabs his goddamn piece and he's just so, like, he's on neighborhood yeah. watch. But then this Naomi Watts says she's like a uh, she's a, a parent volunteer at this talent show, mm. and so we get to see the first act of this talent show, which is Dodgeball Kid doing yeah doing a, a rap. really bad rap, it, yeah. which ends with him saying he's the shiznit. The shiznit. I don't even know. Followed by means. a mic drop, and I'm like, that did not warrant a mic drop, you little boy. I'm sorry. No, don't don't worry. He's just. He, he decided to take, he decided he didn't, on uh, Henry's words, not pursue uh, dodgeball and, like Eminem, become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's rapping right there on stage. Yeah. And uh, what I find funny is that, like, the the principal always looks horrified in what the kids are actually doing yeah, for the talent show, but it's like, didn't you yeah, say like, the okay the on this? Didn't you this say, shit? like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised when a kid comes up and burps the alphabet. Yeah, I mean, are they supposed to convince us that she just didn't mm. authorize all this? Yeah. Like, what, what, happened, what would happen in the case there's too many acts? And she's just like, oh, sorry, we're running we're over time. Cut you. Can't perform. Can't we're going to have to cut you, sorry. We're going to have to cut you, sorry. But then, uh, then after this kid raps, and Naomi Watts is like, I've seen enough, and goes out to kill Glenn. <laughs> and this is where we get an epic scene where... Naomi Watts is hurrying to get back home yeah. so she can set up a murder plan. And, like and what is it set to, Eric? Uh, it's like juxtaposed. Oh, it's juxtaposed dancing. with yeah. a tap dancing act. It's ju- just juxtaposed between all the acts. But oh, it's like how exciting! So how exciting! Tap dance music with a car, not, not a car chase, but like you know, yeah, like a race against the, the clock with yeah. tap dance music. It's just like walking through the, the, the amateur woods. tap dancing. By the way, yeah, I don't know why it had to be forty-five minutes exact because just. The way the way that's all done, it's just like it's pure coincidence that this is all falling into place. It's just so like, oh, okay, Glenn happened to not want to go to the, the the show. Glenn happened to still be at his house at that time. He didn't want to, I don't know, do something else. Oh, they they just uh, play a bunch of whistling on the mic. It somehow was loud enough for him to hear it in his house, and and it was enough for Glenn to just go investigate it. Yeah, 
So yeah, she to- she like Glenn hears this whispering and he goes out and follows it and it turns yeah. out it's Naomi Watts is in the little like Hagrid's house yeah. um, bungalow <laughs> that they're living in and she's set up there with the sniper rifle ready to aim. Yeah. And that's where so Glenn is there and he finds out yeah, that it's like, a walkie-talkie strapped to a microphone and yeah. she's she's whistling into it. Yeah. And he's a bit she's about to shoot him and it's like Henry's like line it up mum come on shoot him. Yeah. Shoot him, mum. Shoot him. And she, actually, she accidentally knocks the rifle and it sets up another Rube Goldberg contraption. A really long one, too. This is a Doc Brown-esque contraption. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised that at the end it didn't. It wasn't like... If Naomi Watts was like, oh, my God, this clock is, what, 17 minutes slow. I'm late for school. And then she gets out in <laughs> a skateboard and the fucking power of love starts playing. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious because this is why I thought, like, oh, this, this, this film can't be fucking serious. Like, this must... This must, like, this would work much better as a comedy because she's like, she's trying to shoot this guy and all this shit's like, all this noise is setting off in the background. She, she keeps getting struck. She keeps turning around yeah. and she's like, what's going on over there? So she's trying to shoot this guy. But, so this Rube Goldberg contraption sets up, it's way more convoluted yeah. and elaborate than the last one. But instead of, you know, having an actual function as, you know, putting cream on a oh, cookie, yeah. what does this one do? The function that this one serves, so it drops a bunch of, like, pictures it's so of henry and of peter henry and when peter. they were kids just conveniently when she's about to shoot him it's like this it's like this must but, have been set up but just for this, this makes no just... sense did henry want her to kill him or not because I don't know. did I'm henry confused. did henry know did henry with his fucking jigsaw-esque omniscience know yeah. that she was going to knock the rifle <laughs> set up this contraption and then see this drop and have a change of heart while well, he's still saying and he's still mums, saying shoot, shoot her it's shoot her <laughs> oh god but then she's like no i can't and she's like yeah, shoot him mum, like, shoot him she's no, like no that's when she decides so she, get, she gets out and hank schrader's standing right there and he's like what's going on susan <laughs> and naomi what's oh this is all intercut as well with um her uh hank schrader's daughter doing her very sad ballet and oh, tears and are rolling down her eyes and yeah. now the principal's like, okay. Apparently, this is what caused the principal to to call the police on Glenn, which is really strange, because like, you know, you're giving all this this like she she's doing this based on some more obscure evidence, like for, like trying to like use the performance as 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 as, a, as an evidence towards this when like oh the bruises the. The what was it? The um, yeah, the, the uh, all bad the grades, bad grades. All the shit we mentioned earlier seemed like not eating, not sleeping well. Yeah, and like her being like she could have been really passionate during the dance. That's that's, that's why it's a bit like we know that they they're, they're trying to make it seem like oh, like there's a hint of oh, well, there's just a bit of pain in the dance from from molestations or, or whatever. But it's just so, it's just it's just so loose. That's like. Imagine if she was wrong. She would have looked like a fucking fool. That's what I think. What thi- thi- This movie would be so much better if it turned out at the end Henry was dead wrong. Could you yeah. imagine that? And there's an explanation. Like, Hank oh, Schrader yeah. has that whole parlor, like, not necessarily a parlor scene, but where he's like, you know, like, me and my me and my, uh, and my wife, we mm. saved, we, like, she was adopted. Like, we had, we took her in. Like, all of this stuff has happened. Like, this has nothing mm. to do with me. I'm trying to take care of yeah. her. Like, she gets scared very and easily. And just interpreted And you, you interpreted this completely wrong. The fact that Henry is right, I think, is just... It's just awful. Because and, and it's not just that, but it's like... 
he's sort of trying to promote like this weird vigil- vigilanteism that you would see in a fucking Clint Eastwood action film from the seventies, like Dirty Harry. And that ending would make um, Naomi arcs Naomi Watts's arc a lot better at, mm. of, of getting over the death of her child. She's like, oh my yeah, god, that she was why did that I- she was thinking just irrational. Yeah, I was, was completely a- irrational. Like mm. I, I think her just disobeying her son at the end isn't enough. Nah, I think it was a it was a like a really terrible way to go about it because she shouldn't have been in that state in the first like it wasn't explained why she was in that state of sheer obedience towards henry she just was she was just like a slave towards him and at the end she chooses not to over over just moral differences Mm. it's it would have been so much better if henry was completely wrong yeah i definitely this is this is why they should bring you in, Sean, to patch up these yeah. terrible films. Because it's it's not Eric actually it's not actually too hard to see because because of we were talking about how how obscure how obscurely shown some of this this information was. We know like this is weird because we know how it's supposed to be interpreted, although it's just so it's so obscure it could be interpreted in a different way. So you could easily like patch on an ending like that to sort of redeem some of the shit that was shown before and sort of make it work. But no, they just went with this like really hackneyed ending of like, oh, yeah. I have children. I should think about the children not go to jail for shooting this man. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then like and what was hilarious yeah. about that confrontation is she puts she puts away the gun. But then completely And then she realizes that she's not to fit to be a mother yeah. either and she has to give up her other kid. Like and she has to give up yeah. Peter. I think that would make for a much more yeah, solidifying ending. And then she has to work on being one, a better parent, and then two you know, not be, you know, let go of Henry and forget, like... Had a weird obsession yeah. over Henry. That's, that's why I said this has got weird it's Freudian so angles. It's like, she was seeing, like, Henry is sort of like the um, the the replacement to the, the, the missing, uh, like, husband, father, yeah. boyfriend figure. That's like never... That's how, bez- that's how strangely adult relationships are in this film. But unfortunately, we don't get that. She confronts Hank Schrader and says, I know everything. I'm going to take you down. She says all this yeah. while she puts down the rifle. Yeah, leaving herself and she, and she and just leaving herself open to get shot by him. Mm. And then Hank Schrader's like, who's going to believe you? Yeah. And like confronts her. And then oh, what happens? Yeah. Doesn't she run off? Like she, she says, she, she, she drives back to pick up Peter. Yeah. And the principal called up. Uh, the police, yeah. they are sent to... Well, um, no, no, then, he, like, Hank Schrader gets a call and it's his brother from Child Services. And oh, it's like, it? They told it, yeah. He t- it's like, yeah, we know everything. You might want to go into hiding or whatever. And then you hear the police sirens oh, coming. Okay. And then that's when he, you know, bites oh. the bullet. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to the talent show where um, Jacob Trent plays Magic Trick, which is uh, oh. a box where he says he's going to bring Henry back from the dead. Yeah. This and so we've got little Peter the necromancer cheesy. here. He just he manages to summon some uh, some foam out of this. Uh, yeah, it's confetti. It's confetti. it's confetti. It should be Henry's ashes, but <laughs> it, it should be Henry's ashes, oh, or it should be Henry made up like the kid from the house that Jack yeah, the built. Kid from the house that he just pulls the kid out and just props him up. <laughs> It's just Henry waving with his, with his mouth open. So taxidermied Henry. Does it? Who even wins the talent show? Is it Jacob Tremblay or is I, it the I, girl I, dancer? I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, know. It's completely it inconsequential anyway. Yeah. So then she arrives back and like uh, the principal, the police go there and says, "Hey, mm. he killed like yeah. yeah, he killed he killed himself." And then ev- they're all imb- they're all embracing because it's a real sad time. Yeah. And then I teared up a bit. 
cut, cuts to the them walking out of court and turns out that Naomi Watts now has custody of a yeah. uh, little <laughs> dance mum girl. And um, this is over Henry's narration. It's like good stories have good endings. And it's like, it's like you can't tell sitcom. me. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's really like at the end of a sitcom. It's it's like at the end of How I Met Your Mother, like at, at, at an end of a How I Met Your Mother episode where yeah, yeah. it's like because Henry doesn't have narration. He only has like tw- like thirty seconds of narration at the start and thirty yeah. seconds of narration at the end. Pretty much, I mean, just yeah, the other narrations all like crap tied to his like Henry's manif- manifesto, mm. like his weird. Uh, as, the as the as Henry like Diaries, the please. The Henry Diaries, how we like to think of it as like some text, like it's either the anarchist, it's like the combination of the anarchist cookbook and something as angsty as Catcher in the Rye. This like, if you were to read Henry, the book of Henry or the Henry Diaries, you're probably going to murder someone. It's probably going to uh, like s- the hardwire your brain so you're a sleeper agent. It's going to okay. get you to kill something. Okay, if you were assassinated, which... If you were to find, if you were looking down from heaven after being assassinated, and mm. you were fi- and you found out, which would you rather your assassin had on their person while they killed you? Would it be a book copy of The Catcher in the Rye or a DVD copy of the Book of Henry? Oh, definitely <laughs> Book of Henry. I'd rather be a, like a like a shitty like, um, just uh, bootlegs, like found in a plastic slip kind oh, of. Oh, like copy. you bought it in Bali or something. Like you bought it in Bali. <laughs> Book of Henry, and it's like a discolored, like <laughs> it's like this discolored it's cover. It's, just someone it's, it's not even like in English. Yeah, someone with a, yeah, someone with a camcorder. It was like on a on a slant, so you thought the film was so innovative. It was like on oh, a the whole movie's in a Dutch angle. It's, all, it was in a, it's like you're watching Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh my god, it's mostly Dutchers. <laughs> oh, that's that's my idealized version of um, the Book of Henry. Yeah, so it has some bullshit narration of Henry beyond the grave where yeah. he says, like, he's talking about good stories, which is ironic of this movie talking about anything, <laughs> a- anything, anything good. good. And then it's pretty much um, Dance Mum Girl has re- has replaced Henry now. They're all a big happy family. Mm. Naomi Watts, I think, does he, she doesn't quit her job at the... At the wait, she doesn't oh, quit yeah. her job at the diner. I no, think she's I still there, so. but yeah. she's wor- she she just finished a storybook which she reads to Jacob Tremblay and the Dance Mum Girl, and she kisses them goodnight and closes their door. But we forgot to mention a oh, yeah. bad running gag. He's yeah. like, "Do we want this nightlight on or off?" Henry always said off, and Peter always said on. Yeah, and then door closed or open, and then it's like open closed. Henry wanted closed. What that? What's his face? Peter wanted it opened. But now, what what happened with these two now? Is there any conflict between these two as to no, whether the nightlight... They're, they're or apparently the in perfect synchronisation. You know she what, had the wrong child the whole time. She had the wrong child the whole time. You, you know what I think? I think that the book of Henry is quite misunderstood because it's like just an examination It's like of uh, the, the plays of Europe. It's like a Greek play of grand proportions, just incorporate, incorporating everything. Like, you know, you, you got like... Uh, uh, I guess I guess you can see um, what's her name? Just name what's being a Medea figure. Just Henry's probably um, just just cross Hermes and um, uh, what's his name? Oedipus. <laughs> just just it's just trust me on this. This isn't just a giant <laughs> of trust. This you. isn't conjecture. Trust me, just like Naomi Watts trusted Henry into well, following through with killing a man. That well, she the screenwriter him. did say this movie took him about twenty years to write, and I'm like. And you, you spent serious? you spent twenty years on the first draft. Wow, he <laughs> used to write like this. Feels did like did he write a word like every week or something? I don't know. 
It's like oh my goodness. This this movie honestly feels like a first draft, or it feels like a it, it's this, honestly like a bad student. This film. reminds me of like a book called Emperor Teresa, where some weird French man like made a book, threw it on Amazon, and like everyone, it's it's, it's crazy because he's so delusional. People keep like sending him like criticism, like saying, "Oh, you know, this is like terrible. Like, it, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Your sentence structure is broken. Your um, paragraphs uh, they're not formulated well, and all this stuff. And like you keep." you know, repeating lines and the guy saying, this is a perfect book. It took me 40 years to make or something like that. Yep. It's, it's about, you know, this, this perfect girl uh, holding like good, strong Christian values. It's from that, that, look, that's literally what the book of Henry is. Look, I'm sure there's going to be some think piece in the next 10 or 15 years that's going to be talking about book of Henry is an, uh, is a misunderstood, misunderstood masterpiece, masterpiece question yeah. mark. And every and everyone is collective. <laughs> everyone around the world is going to be give it's a big be collective, collective no. Oh <laughs> no! I, I thought that they might capitulate with this one. This one critic, uh, and we'll just oh be well. like, we still think it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's practically the end of the movie. Um, it, it, this movie is just an oddity on like every level. Like I don't even I don't think it reaches the level of good bad because. I mean, it, it feels like a bad student film with just like yeah. too good a cast and too good a budget. I mean, this fi- this was also shot on thirty five millimeter film yeah. for no reason whatsoever. I think it's good bad just because of how bizarre it is. It's mainly due to the the, the, the tonal issues of the film. Like the other stuff, just the other qualities, it's just like a mediocre ass. Yeah, I I would agree to that to an extent, but mm. what really diminishes that and what doesn't make it a good bad movie for me is that it's very tone-deaf depictions of very, you know, like, yeah, serious, serious and very... There's like, very heavy really. subject matter. It just doesn't make it fun. I guess it could be off-putting, um, in a sense. I still find it quite weirdly amusing, just because it's, like, it's, it's got this subject matter so well, wrong. Like, I think some pe- like some ads were even, like... Uh, like, I think even the first half, like, portraying it as, like, a dark comedy... Like, Are you serious? I, I don't know, but like this is a movie that it's like, who is this movie meant to be for? Like, because the first act is mainly aimed towards kids, but it's definitely yeah. not a kids movie. In my mind, it still seems like a kids movie, but it just has that stuff about the molestation in it. So I'm really yeah, I just like yeah, I'm confused at who it's supposed to be aimed at. Like if it, like I don't think it's aimed at anyone that's not a kid or an adult, but it does. It's not pleasant. For either no, a kid or an adult. No, and it's if, if, even if this movie was like 80, 80 minutes long, I think it would be. A, and if it was eighty minutes long, and you and you uh, toned down some of the uh, child abuse, then uh, maybe, maybe this would be a good be, bad. But I think it's just yeah. it's too boring. It to is too calm. boring. That's what I was else going to mention. Like you could, I think, uh, I think I made the joke on the on the other podcast where this this should have like the. Trevor Rowe should come and do what Trader did to um to Dying of the Light, and just like you know cut the. Film. You want to see a director's cut of I the book of Henry? I just want to see a weird director's cut that you know direct that just works the footage that he already has. Why do, do I get the reasons. feeling that that would be worse? It could be worse if he thought that this is fucking good. I, I can't imagine what you would think an improved version of this would look like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just unrelease it. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I, I just yeah. If this film was like an hour long, I think it'd be fine. Uh, um, it's alright. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And Naomi if watched. the molestation stuff was toned down a bit, I guess it'd be easier for people to watch. Well, I think because it's just very weird. Well, the the thing that gets me through this movie is that now I know that Jaden Libra has a good. He, he's get this movie's going to put him through college, definitely. Oh, okay. 
Life's and also, I, I bet Naomi Watts and Liev Schreiber have a lovely kitchen because of this movie now. <laughs> Absolutely lovely kitchen. I mean, you think she might have got an even nicer kitchen for working with Lynch on um, uh, the return? No, that, that's, not. that, that money is going towards something. I reckon that yeah. like Lynch money, like co- like you know these movies. You these th- movies. Th- this movie more, is for frivolous right. spending. That's that's frivolous spending. Uh, this this is the Michael Lynch Caine TV, approach to Lynch acting. TV money is like. I, I, I guess uh, if you're a big name actress, you're probably doing it more so uh, for fun. I guess well, like mm. what Tarantino did with his big name well, actors and actresses. I was just wondering: is Naomi Watts's? I was just starting to wonder, like, because film roles recently, Twin Peaks aside, is Naomi Watts's career going down the drain? Yeah, it doesn't because seem to be going like anywhere upwards. Like, she, speaking of Jacob Tremblay, like, there's another movie that she was in with a cast member of this film. Uh, she was in this really bad horror movie called Shut In. Shut in. What the heck? Oh, it that... looked awful. But it's Naomi Watts, like, stuck in a house and she's got a creepy kid or whatever. I think Jacob Tremblay's the keepy, creepy kid. Apparently, it's awful. It's not even going to be a worth film fiasco. I think it's just boring, like, really probably boring, cliche dull. horror film. And then, like, otherwise, like, the Divergent films she was also in, you will forget. That's a bar bet you will lose. I didn't even know that. That is a bar lose. bet you will lose. Di- it, it, uh, 20 bucks. Yeah, you just go up to someone and say, 20 bucks says that Naomi Watts was in those Divergent movies. And you I, would win I, money. Uh, and you, honest, you would I win money. I saw I would have lost those... that bet, but... You would have lost that bet. Oh, well, I know it, but I would have yeah. got. I, I would have won that bet to some mm. people because they would be like, you're lying. And I'll be like, okay, I'll get out the IMDb. And there you go, 20 bucks, thanks. Jesus Christ, she was in those films. Then again, though, she is starring in this Game of Thrones spin-off that's going to be happening. So that's going to be... Oh, is that the spin-off movie? Not movie. The ser- There's a spin-off series to Game of Thrones where Naomi Watts is the lead. So... Look, she's gonna get. She's gonna be getting HBO money Jesus soon. Jesus Christ, they're making a spin-off to Game of Thrones. Mm. But I, I get comfort in the fact that I just something that just entertains me is just with Sherilyn Fenn in Wish Upon, and like I just imagine that Sherilyn yeah. Fenn and Naomi Watts were just like on the phone to each other, just like, "Hey, is that? Have you heard of that? If David's doing any new projects? Because um, yeah, I'd really want to be in them. You know, because I, I think." Because I think we could easily do the six degrees of Lynch and find a bunch mm. of terrible films or a bunch of Lynch stars or Lynch-related uh, uh, people that, mm. that are that just sort of tied are, to. Are you sure he isn't doing another season two of Twin Peaks of Return? Kyle McLaughlin isn't returning my calls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be funny if, if, if Dave Lynch was just waiting for them to get run down just so he can make a shitty movie with them all playing mm. themselves. <laughs> like a, like some kind of sequel to, to Inland Empire where they're like even mm. more run down than Laura Dern is in that film. I mean I mean I'll even do I'll even do a sequel to Rabbits. <laughs> do a sequel to Rabbits. I'll wear that weird bunny head again. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll 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 make a weird experimental film with you uh parading a cow through Hollywood. I'll parade the cow through the whole Hollywood. I'll just anything. <laughs> Even though you did it for Laura Dern and not me. Even though God you did it for Laura Dern. You didn't do that for me in Mulholland Drive, but, but you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> did she get nominated for... Um, no. no Mulholland so Drive... only got two noms. Mulholland Drive, I think, only got director for Lynch, I think. I thought it got another nomination. I think it got, like, sound, it maybe sound editing or something. Yeah. Too, but. Oh, well. I mean, if she, it's like, I'll even talk to the homeless lady from Mulholland Drive. She's getting work, right? David Lynch loves her. <laughs> what's, Balthazar, what's Balthazar Getty up to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Lynch. 
He is going to be the thread of this show. Everything, Everything's everything in life, in. everything in life, and everything on film fiasco leads back to David Lynch. Everything's just going to holistically connect to David Lynch. <laughs> oh, but by the way, way, yesterday was his seventy third birthday. So happy birthday, David Lynch! Happy birthday, David Lynch! You are a master, never change. We'll be making many more films. Even if it's a 13-minute short of a bunch of ants eating a big block of cheese. Oh, any, anything would be fine. Just just as, I don't know, just as long as he doesn't try to do a Dune again. <laughs> but, well, no, Villeneuve's doing that, so. Oh, yeah, Villeneuve's doing that, and let, let's see how good his Dune will turn out. Mm. So that was a very interesting way to end a discussion about the Book of Henry yeah, start <laughs> by talking about David, David Lynch. Lynch. Well, the connection's there. The connection is there. And look, mm. I hate to say that, but uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm obviously joking about Naomi Watts. She's amazing. I, lo- I love Naomi Watts. She's yeah. an amazing actress. I mean, she's done a lot of great work. She's just a bit stagnant at the moment. With I mean, that's just what. Ha- I mean, that's just what happens when you're a woman in Hollywood when you turn fifty, though. That's just mm-hmm. what happens. It just happens with, with anyone that's just aging in Hollywood. And they just want to r- get the younger actors, and all the older actors and actresses are just doing. Like paycheck films, and that's a shame because Naomi Watts is great. Yeah, like there was that stretch between two thousand after Mulholland Drive. There was that stretch between like two thousand and two and two thousand and nine where Naomi Watts was in literally everything. Yeah, that probably just got people to just be a bit sick of her. That's the Book of Henry, guys. That's the Book of Henry. Wrapped Give up. It a watch. We never have to watch it again, Eric. We've we 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 willingly watch this film. There isn't. Uh, some people pointing yep. guns at us right behind there's us. no there's no post-credit scenes in this movie thank god there's no there's no uh arm one of henry's arms sticking out of the grave or they found I'll a sequel to the book happens, of henry or they found the or they found a sequel to the book of henry or someone the missing tapes <laughs> oh we, we forgot to say it ends with uh yeah naomi watts throws the book of henry and the tapes in the fire oh, and yeah. destroys them Finally, getting over Henry, like what we've been doing, because I reckon the DVD copy. Jesus, if, if I, I think still this had is feeding my obsession over the Book of Henry. If I still had the DVD copy, because I stupidly bought this on DVD because I couldn't find it anywhere um, online. Oh, I had that DVD. I gave it to I Eric, and but if I had it, I would have been like Naomi. Like after this podcast was aired, I would have been like Naomi. What's in this movie? Like cleansing myself of it. Like you know, throwing away <laughs> the loose ends. Throwing both the book, you know, like how to throw it off the apartment building. Yeah, throw it off the some apartment. Other poor schmuck to pick it up and throw be like, "Throw it what on is the this? train tracks. <laughs> throw it on the train tracks. We'll do it." That's the book of Henry. Never have to talk about it again. And good riddance. It's not good. It's almost good bad, but it's just it's too it's not boring. Quite good bad. It's not quite there. Um, it's a good example there of is, how to not make there, it. There feel. is a quality that is just so bizarre about it that kind of makes it worth seeing. But yeah. just skim through it. Skim through it. It's Australian listeners. This is on Netflix now, so please skim through it. And maybe, maybe this is a situation. It's like get a bunch of friends over, yeah. get a bunch of beers, have a, have some fun. Hang shit on this movie. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I don't scenario. think I don't think it would be. But and you then just watch it with fast a forward through all the uh, implied child abuse, then that would be fine. Because mm, because uh, I because I watched it with my roommate, and we just had a had a real ball just watching it, just because of how ridiculous it was. Yeah, I watched it on my own and was just like miserable, screaming at the television. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's another episode of Film Fiasco. Episode two of Film Fiasco in the books. Episode three of Film Fiasco on... We mentioned it earlier, but please remind the good people of the internet, what will we be doing on, uh, on the Film Fiasco? On The Greatest Showman, three. which I have not the seen. The Greatest Showman, one of the most abhorrent, disgusting, like, 
this film has its own spot in hell. Like, I, yeah, I heard, have yeah. the biggest hatred of this film, and we're going to be bringing on a guest. It's not just going to be Eric and myself. Ashley Matthews, who is writer for, for MakeTheSwitch.com, will be joining us to discuss The Greatest Showman because she hates that movie almost as much as... Actually, no, more than I do. I, I have think, a feeling that I'm going to love this. Just, oh, just going to say this. Okay. This is going to be a this. very interesting dynamic. So I can tell if, already. Let's, let's see if... If I uh, if my prediction comes true, but the the worst part about this is that I'm gonna have to rewatch The Greatest Showman in order to in order to do it on the show, and I I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to rewatch the we whole thing. We should watch it together. I, I should be there to hold your hand, <sighs> make sure you're okay. Jeez. Okay, we'll see how Just that re- goes. Reassure your uh, sanity. Oh well. All right, guys, that's another episode of Film Fiasco. If you have any suggestions that you want us to do, because we're still looking for films to do, mm. after The Greatest Showman, we still don't know what we're going to do next. I mean, I'd really like to do that strange... Uh, Nicholas Cage, Cage, Army film. of One. Army of One. Which I found out is a true story yeah. about a man that travels to go... Uh, that wants to go kill Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, and that I'm is like, so weird. Geez. I didn't even... I didn't. Where Russell Brand plays God... <laughs> That's gonna be something. I'd I'd think that'd be one of the last things I'd ever got a. This is this is a true story, just because of how silly it sounds. It's like, oh my god, no! This this definitely sounds like a comedy made by this guy, who made like the dictator and Borat and stuff. All right, like that. but if you were to, if you, I think it was actually from the writer of the dictator and oh, the director. The, I think it actually is. Is a director. Oh no, Stasha Baron Cohen wrote the dictator, but I think it's the same director as the dictator. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. But anyway, if you have any suggestions for what, should, what we should cover on the film fiasco segment of Another Bloody Movie Podcast, please email us at we'll another, an, another bloody movie podcast at gmail.com. Before we end, I have a suggestion that I know that you refuse to watch this film, but we're not but doing Salo. Nothing but trouble. But Salo's actually good. Uh, nothing but trouble. Please, someone I mean, suggest nothing but trouble. I mean,. It, I can watch it for free. It's all up on YouTube, and I yeah. can watch it for free there. But yeah. oh, I man. Got a I've got a feeling that might break me. But yeah, suggestions, send them to anotherbloodymoviepod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We are at we are Another Bloody Movie Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Twilla, Twitter, on Twitter at <laughs> ABMoviePodcast, and on Instagram at Another Bloody Movie Pod. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, both at SeanHub underscore. That is S E A N H. <coughs> H-U-B <laughs> underscore. Follow me on Letterboxd, letterboxd.com forward slash Sean Coates. Eric, plug your letterbox, mate. Plug anything that you have. I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's Mr. Pickles as usual. It's my letterbox. Mm. So it's just like just the basic stuff of the profile at like dash Mr. Pickles, whatever. Awesome. And also check out my written reviews at moviebabblereviews.com. Uh, this article will probably no longer be relevant because by the time this episode is up, the Oscar nominations will be released. But I did a piece looking at the shortlisted films for the best foreign language feature Oscar this year, where I look take a look at all of the films and the, all the films that were shortlisted and do quick nominations. And I also have a written review for How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World, which suck on that, America. We got this movie seven <laughs> weeks before you did, boy. <laughs> Now you guys get to wait for once. Now you get to know what being a film fan in Australia is like. That's a surprise. (laughs) But no, How to Train Your Dragon 3, it's probably the weakest of the trilogy, but it's actually a fantastic... It's it's a solid third entry and, like, the perfect way the franchise could have ended. So 
yeah, see it, read my review. When you say franchise end, do you sure another's not going to come out? This is no, it's the, the dude. There's three movies, four television specials, and like 120 episodes over two TV series. Fucking still dragging out long. I know, but they've said the creators have said this is the end, and it has quite a finite ending as well. So. They can always revive the dead horse. I know, or the dead drag, the dead dragon. They can always, they can always revive the dead dragon. We better wrap this up. <laughs> All right, we've prolonged this too long. On like mad men. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned for episode three of Film Fiasco on the greatest shit show. I mean, greatest showman. <laughs> and until then, keep keep an eye out for our 2018 review episode where we talk about some of the best, some of the worst, and just film in general mm. that in 2018. Keep an eye out for that episode. But until then. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye.